he sewed these little jock straps for these pigeons where the film was supposed to be placed, and he was ready for the pigeons to make their maiden voyage. From Wyoming Public Media, this is Human Nature. Real stories where humans and our habitat meet. I'm Caroline Ballard. On this episode, we'll hear about one man's quest to get photographs from one side of a river to the other. It turns out it's more difficult than it sounds. These days, we have it easy with cameras on our smartphones, but this story happened in the 80s when cameras used film. Charlie Thomas was a guide on the Snake River for a whitewater rafting company in Jackson, Wyoming. And his boss, Rod, hit on the idea of selling photographs to customers. Get it? Float plus photograph, as in pictures of people rafting? The idea was to get the film back to town before the customers showed up on the bus so that when they stepped off the bus, voila, there were their pictures for sale. The problem is the best spot to take the pictures was on the bank of the river opposite the road. And this isn't exactly a lazy river either. The exciting parts of the snake are big rapids, and that's where you want to be for the dramatic photograph. But Charlie's boss wasn't deterred. He had uh, all sorts of different schemes. He, he tried having the photographers cast a film across the river with a fishing rod, which didn't work. They couldn't, you know, couldn't get it all the way across. And then he, he tried having them tie it to an arrow and shoot it across the river where a motorcyclist was waiting to speed the film back to town. And um, they kept losing the film that way, too. And so finally, then Rod strung a wire across the river, and they would put the film on a little pulley, and it would go, you know, across on this wire. But then one day during high water, one of the other rafts coming down the river snagged the cable and took the whole thing down. So that also failed. Then he decided that the photographers would load up the film in this little plastic bag, this little floaty yellow bag. And when we came down, they would snap the pictures and then heave the film out into the river. And we were supposed to somehow get the customers. These were you paddle trips and the people were paddling the raft and we were supposed to get the people to turn the boat around and paddle back upstream to try to save this film that was floating down in the middle of the rapids. And needless to say, it wasn't working out very well. Let's talk about how ridiculous this is. Your raft is barreling through whitewater rapids. Now you need to turn your raft around and retrieve a floating film canister. So Charlie remembers his frustrated boss gathering together the raft guides. I remember one day Rod coming down and he's, you know, he's angry with us because we'd lost yet another thing of film. And he's like, what is the number one most important thing on the river? And we're like, um safety and he's no it's the film the film make sure the film gets and so none of it was working very well and and photographs you know had a pretty bad record because mostly the people weren't able to see their pictures so he he didn't have that captive audience but even after all those setbacks charlie's boss was set on this idea of photographs 
And eventually he hit on the solution, but it was an expensive, complicated solution. Racing pigeons. He was going to put the film on the racing pigeons. So all the money started going into these pigeons. And he built this pigeon coop. At the time, they had this building moratorium. I think the highest building in Jackson could only be two stories high. But Rod somehow managed to build on top of another building this pigeon coop that was three stories up, towering over everything in Jackson, was Rod's pigeon coop. And he spent oodles of money training these pigeons, and he took them to California so they could have a warm place where they could practice all the pigeoning. And he, he, would <laughs> he had these schemes for the pigeons. The, he would starve them of food or of sex, and they would be <laughs> so they would be motivated to fly back to the pigeon coop faster. <laughs> and he sewed these little jock straps for these pigeons where the film was supposed to be placed, and he was ready for the pigeons to make their maiden voyage. So the day finally came for the pigeons to fly the film from the photographer on the far side of the river back to the raft outfitter. The photographers took these pigeons down to the river and, and they took their pictures and they put the film in the pigeon and flew it, sent it up in the air, and the pigeon just beelined towards Jackson and these things were fast. They would go like 60 miles an hour. They easily beat the bus back there. The people, as soon as they stepped off the bus, there was their picture. Sales were just roaring. It was a huge success. Everybody was excited. And then... And then some pigeons didn't make it back to town with the film, which is kind of weird because the pigeon film delivery system had been working so well. And it's not like they were getting off track and arriving late. They just weren't showing up at all. So Charlie's boss started to investigate why his pigeons were disappearing. And he discovered that the U.S. Forest Service had just begun reintroducing peregrine falcons along the Snake River. Racing pigeons are the fastest birds out there. Eagles can't keep up with them. The only thing that can catch a racing pigeon <laughs> is a peregrine falcon. And this is where a story about getting film across a river turns into a story about private enterprise versus big government. Rod, he was of the old school where he felt that the government had nothing to do with private industry. And he felt completely justified in protecting his interests against the government. And so Rod got himself a shotgun, and he decided he was going to protect his pigeons against those peregrine falcons. Well, the Forest Service didn't agree. And for all his gun-waving, Rod didn't actually shoot any falcons, which is a good thing, because at the time, the peregrine falcon was listed as an endangered species. And that's the challenge of operating a business within federally managed lands. Sometimes conservation and profits butt heads. And in this case, conservation won out. But Rod's pigeons did continue to carry the film and were successful for many years with only a small attrition rate to peregrine falcons. So the pigeons and the falcons had to coexist. And although the peregrine falcon's favorite meal is medium-sized birds, most of the film still made it back to town. 
decades later, you can still get a photograph from your next rafting adventure. But the film won't be flown by a racing pigeon wearing a tiny jockstrap. Today, it's pixels flying through the air instead of pigeons. Our storyteller was former Snake River Raft guide Charlie Thomas. I'm Caroline Ballard. Anna Rader is our digital producer. Our senior producer is Aaron Jones. And our executive producer is Micah Schweitzer. The theme song is by Caught a Ghost. Human Nature is a production of Wyoming Public Media. It's human nature.